I, I, I viewed um, briefly the uh, part three um, of um, day three on YouTube just now, and uh, Bert had made the comment about, uh, not in defense of all you cunts, but, you know, if this is the way we were raised and this was the, you know, the, the uh, social economic milieu we were part of, that's our reality, and this is the comfort zone and all that, and so... I was listening to the, the example I gave about commitment and Klaus Klein fell when I'm in the wheelchair and then because when I hugged my dad uh, and, you know, he had blood all over him and uh, the, uh, the difference. And so I, I was going through that and I, and I was viewing some of the uh, comments from um, some of the, um, what I, I, I uh, generically call London realers. They're not all London realers, but there's a lot of them certainly. And it made me think of a couple things. Number one, there's a fucking drug addict with his noodles. Now, <laughs> Bert, what does that headline say in green? Are the rich different? You fucking ain't right, we are. Now, I wasn't raised rich, but we were talking about Donald Trump. I have a lot of admiration for, and he's really not as big an asshole as every, everybody thinks he is, because he's a pretty good guy, and he does a lot of good stuff. His kids have a di came out of a different social economic milieu than you did. Different background, different environment, all the things we've been talking about. And the next thing on we're going to talk about is getting comfortable, creating your own personal foundation. Well, I think it was Oscar Wilde, or maybe it was, I don't know who said, but you know, the, the, the rich aren't like you and I. And they're not. And depending on how many generations rich they are, like the Kennedys and stuff, Rockefellers and stuff like that, uh, they're not. They have a different thought process. Uh, and uh, the uh, and we've had some wealthy people come through the program, all of which don't allow me to talk about their names. Coincidentally, you know, they're not up there. Now, when a couple of them die, maybe here in the next five or ten years, uh, I'll, I'll, you know, my my word that I gave them not to talk about them, you know, uh, I'll uh, I'll post them up on the uh, expires. It expires. But what they think, and I was uh, looking, and I have this on my desk. And this is a cup that I got in 1974 from uh, Jim Newman when I went to his first seminar in Palo Mesa, California, and Pace. Jim Newman, a mentor, he wrote Release Your Breaks, and it's one of the books I highly recommend read. And but um, the um, and PACE stands for Personal Company Effectiveness, uh, but PACE also stands for Positive Attitudes Create Excellence. Uh, and the uh, but he had a theory, and it's, it's not a theory; it's for sure. It, it's sure enough, and sure enough, what he meant by sure enough is that if you think it won't fucking happen, and I said it in a different way, it fucking won't happen. And if you think you're only going to make a million euros or a million pounds or a million whatever, it's highly doubtful that you're going to make more than a million. And even though nobody cries for me because I set a goal for two uh, billion dollars and I, I fell one point five five billion dollars short in my goal to grow the company that I founded, um, what if I had only said that I was going to create a five hundred million dollar company? Yeah, well. Uh, I may have created, I might have created a $500 million company, but it's more likely that I would have created a 
50 million or a hundred million dollar company, whatever, some lesser number. And that's why when we talk about goals and affirmations tomorrow, set bodacious goals. Now, conventional wisdom or logic tells you don't set real high goals because then when you don't reach them, you'll feel bad and, you know, it'll affect your uh, self-esteem. Well, when you don't set high goals or when you set low goals and you don't achieve them, what's the difference? It still affects your, your self-esteem. I'd rather your self-esteem be affected and you make $100 million than your self-esteem be affected and you only make $50,000. And if the, you know, show me your friends and I'll show you your future, if the other people that you're, you're associating with are of the same mindset, as opposed to what, being in a sports bar, belching and farting, watching the fucking, you know, the, uh, uh, whatever you were watching the sports bar, I can never forget when you, I've been in a couple, and they got uh, basketball, tennis, and uh, all kind of shite all around. And I, I, I assume the theory is, or the model, business model, other than drink a lot, the business model is you watch the one that you want to watch for a while, and then you watch the other one, or I guess, I don't know. I've only been in a couple sports bars. And the, um, but, and I'm not saying sports bars are bad. But if you have friends who go to sports bars, the likelihood is you're not going to amount to much. And I'll take a lot of shit for that, too. A lot of flack, but I don't give a fuck. It's the truth. Sure enough, that's what will happen. Sure enough. You'll be a sports bar motherfucker, belching and farting. Now, there was a, um, as I said last night at dinner, uh, sarcastically, I've seen eight of you so far in private time, and uh, The Naked City was a program, it uh, used to be on TV a long time ago, where they said there's eight million people and eight million different stories. Well, so far we've had eight, eight people and eight, certainly eight different stories, no question about that. One of which, and my uh, my wife was hearing, and he, she says, that just sounds like the Sopranos, for one of you, and, uh, and which is what I commented as well when I was talking to this person. Uh, and so Sally asked me uh, last night uh, the uh, if it was a Sopranos story, and I says, guys, it's kind of, kind of, uh, but um, you all have different deals, and you all have different baggage. But the operative part of my sentence that I just said is you all got baggage. Some people have baggage in a man purse. Is that what they call man purses? Yeah. Cunt purse to me, but anyway. <laughs> and some of you got some of you got fucking you're carrying a castle on your back. Most of you are closer to the castle end of the continuum for baggage than man purses. They're also called fag bags. Fag bags? Yeah. Okay. Okay, fag bags, fag bags, okay. Uh, the, um, I never saw John Gotti where, carry one of those bag, those purses. John Gotti is a famous mafia guy from uh, the uh, 80s and early 90s. I think he's still in prison. Um, the, uh, and so my task, like Forrest Gump carrying a Lieutenant Dan across to save him, even though they chopped his legs off, uh, got his legs blown off, is to reduce that, or at the very minimum, make sure that those 
um, bags, that baggage you're carrying on your back doesn't grow and over time is diminished. Now, I would be disingenuous and I would be a personal development line cocksucker if I told you that I could evaporate or get rid of all your baggage in this week. That would be a personal development life coach lie. Because that's not going to happen. What I will do is point it, you already know it. You already know inside your hearts, you know, what your, your problems are. And I define them. Instead of just saying it's all right, it's all right, I, I pound on, I bring them up to light so you can see them 3D. So then you can deal with them. And then over the next 12 months, we learn through interface, through the weekly reports, and um, through the um, monthly uh, uh, conference calls, that when you hear the other guys in the group, when Igor hears Robert, or Bert hears uh, Scully, well, you know, some, some of the things that will go through your mind, well, fuck, I'm not that fucked up. You know, I'm fucked up and I'm not that fucked up. <laughs> I don't know who's the most fucked up in the room, because I've only talked to 80 of you, as they say up here. Um, but, um, and you'll see and you'll learn to deal with it. You'll learn to deal with it. Because right now, you're suppressing it. And one of the things about psychotherapy, the old-time psychotherapy, the new kind of psychotherapy is you go to uh, you pay a psychiatrist or psychologist and you go to see him for 20 years and he gets rich off of you. The old-time psychotherapy, like Freud, a long time ago, they rip it out of you, you know. Uh, and that's, I'm an old-time. That's why I say I'm part Freud, part Patton, part Jack Welch. I'm an old-time. I rip it out of you. I don't suppress anything. I bring it right to the surface and we deal with it. Uh, and the sooner that you can deal with the things that have kept you from being successful, even though you've known about them subconsciously, you don't talk about them. Uh, the, uh, and it's, and it's, it's a learning process. But 12 months is enough. Is enough time. Is enough time. And remember, we, we don't show, we don't share doubts, we don't share fears with anybody but your mentor. So when we, when you have these things, you not don't talk to your wife, don't talk to your dad, don't talk to your mom, don't talk to your girlfriend, don't talk to your mistress, etc. Don't get on a fucking forum. That's what they call when you're talking. You know, don't get on a fucking forum. Don't get on a fucking blog. Don't do any of that shit. That's why people are sick that spend so much time on the internet. That's not cathartic. Cathartic is talking face to face about it. Cathartic isn't putting some bullshit in a, in, in a, in a forum uh, or commenting on a blog. <laughs> Movie last night. Klaus. What was the takeaway from Klaus? Um, treat everyone with respect and um, make sure people aren't kissing up and kicking down because you don't see what goes on in your world. Amen. He is a, he, he's a consummate professional manager. Consummate. And if QLA worked for such a, and he's a consensus, all the stuff he's not, that he is, I'm not. But it works. It works at both ends of the continuum. And, and Klaus is easily my most successful uh, 
corporate superstar who obviously has been here. The, um, and I know some of you are still concerned, notwithstanding I told you not to be concerned about it, that your personality isn't strong enough or more like Dan's is to go out and do this stuff. And Klaus and I have completely different personalities. He's got a strong personality, but he's not overt uh, like I am. Uh, I wouldn't want to fuck with him, though. No, you want you, you that, that's that's a very, very accurate comment. The because uh, uh, partially because I trained him, but uh, <laughs> that's partial. But I mean, he 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 was going to be a star with or without me. I just helped him along, uh, and uh, we did it faster. We did it faster, and the uh, and when you, when you think he came to me as a middle manager and he became CEO of the 20th largest company in the world, that's heavy. That's heavy, and uh, he takes his responsibilities. He took it even though he's not there anymore. He's at Alcoa, he's chairman CEO of Alcoa. He, he takes his uh, corporate responsibilities and the shareholders, you know, and all that stuff that just and the, uh, corporate governance all that stuff very seriously. A lot more seriously than I did. So um, the uh, uh, he's a 21st century uh, superstar manager, you know, leader, and uh, I'm I'm happy and proud to call him my mentee. The uh, but when they wheeled me in the wheelchair to see him that day, Lenica straightened my head up and she pulled my ear like this. I still remember that, uh, and uh, you should. Remember, the next time you're going to cancel a meeting, the next time you're going to, uh, what do they call shine it on? Is that the right? Yeah. Or say, whatever. I don't know what that means when kids say, whatever. Uh, uh, the, uh, the commitment and the levels of commitment. Okay. YouTubers, thank you. <laughs>